0: One of my favorite times to listen to music is during the late night times and especially when driving because it's very peaceful, it's calm, the roads are pretty empty, it's dark outside, you're in this more ambient kind of atmosphere and there's so many great music selections that you can make when you're in those late night car drives. So let me ask you this, like, when do you go for a late night drive? Like, What scenarios do you find yourself in the most when going on those drives?
1: Well, I'm driving at night. <laughs> I no, think I know, that's, but like, that's I, 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 what are, are you like alone in the <laughs> car?
0: Are you coming back from a party? Like, when when do you find yourself enjoying those late night car No, I'll car never drives?
1: drive to a party because like if ever I'm under the influence, like I never condone. You could be the yeah.
0: sober driver though. You, you've done that before. Yeah, I've
1: done it before, but it's never that fun, you know, like if, yeah. you're, if you want to go out and drink, I think that you obviously have to take a cab home and make sure that you're responsible. But I usually find myself driving, let's say I'm home from a chilling, let's say I'll come back to the ends, you know, where everyone's at and uh, I'll drive back home to my place, and it's usually a 25-minute drive, so I could get a good amount of selections in before I get home, Um, but you know what? Like Just thinking about my general driving, I do a lot of my music listening in the car, just because... Like you were saying, you're kind of in this quiet atmosphere when you're in your car, especially at night where you could absorb all the music, you could really listen to everything and all the different types of production styles that you want to choose from. Um, The artist performance and the vocal performances, everything kind of hits different at night because everything's very real, like everything's calm, everything's still, no one's moving and there's no distractions around you besides you and your car in the street. So that's why I do like late night driving, but let me ask you, like, how did you make your selections today? Because it's kind of it's kind of tough you know anything could really constitute as a late night drive sort of thing i mean if you ask my dad he likes playing fucking thunderstruck by acdc but Mm. that wouldn't be my late night drive because i'm not trying to fucking bang my head you know at 9 p.m after a late night you know so what's your type of like let's say mood while you're driving yeah
0: i mean listen to satisfy you know the after hours cravings i feel like it needs to be music that has this nocturnal atmosphere it needs to be music that feels moody euphoric and also like therapeutic because a lot of the late night drives I'm alone and I'm down to kind of have someone that's also kind of let's say venting or being super emotional and it kind of gets you in your feels and I feel like it's a great time to kind Let of me ask you this, have that okay, kind because of experience. After
1: a live album reaction you guys all drive home I live upstairs from the studio so I don't really get to do those super late night drives so yeah when you're absolutely exhausted it's like 3 a.m outside what's like usually your selection do you usually go to an album you've just listened to or do you say, fuck it, I'm still going back to my playlist? Oh, you know? man,
0: there's so many, like, selections. I mean, oftentimes, let's say we just ended up reacting to an album, and I'm like, fuck, that was hard, bro. I need to spin some of these back. Like, I definitely did that after the Metro album. Um, I did that after, I think, the Sky Zoo album as well. So, like, I don't really have, let's say, a go-to um, playlist or anything like that, but I do have certain albums and songs that end up reoccurring. When I'm, when I'm driving late at night, especially Swimming by Mac Miller. And we've spoken about this album millions of times, but this is just the perfect album for a late night drive. And it's funny because um, I kind of like, this kind of beca- became the go-to album for me because this was probably in 2021 when we were back at the old studio. The aux in My Car stopped working. Oh, that's so. Funny. I was like, shit, that bro. Sucks, like, there's no yeah. way I'm putting up with the radio, bro. They don't know that what the sucks. fuck they're doing for the most part um, for let our me local ask you radio stations. So, so.
1: Okay, hold on. Do you go to the gas station to get another adapter or do you like go no, to no, Amazon, No, no, like- no. The
0: AUX port was fucked, bro. Oh, like, yeah. Th- then you're screwed. Then you're screwed. I need to make a judgment call right now. Am, am <laughs> I going to get this fixed or am I going to buy some CDs? So, what I did, I'm like, fuck it. You know what? I am going to get this fixed because I need the AUX. But in the meantime, before I go to the to the body shop, let me actually buy some CDs. So I think I bought, um, well, I had watched The Throne already. I think I bought the Blueprint and I bought Swimming by Mac Miller. Oh, that's cool. You still have the CD? I still have the CD in my in the glove of my car. And when what ended up happening is that every night after the studio in Longueuil, um, I would already have the Mac Miller Swimming CD in the uh, in the CD player, and I would start my car during those like cold late nights. And the music would already be playing, so I would hop in the whip row and, you know, her feelings is already on. Yeah. And I just get to vibe out for the entire drive back. The conversation, stuff um, like that. And yeah, yeah and, and that's why I love that album so much is just because there's so many groovy chords, there's funky bass lines. The album's production just, um, it gets you in a mood. And I feel like the idea of Mac Miller speaking so openly about his own personal issues, his own... Um, mind frames, that really kind of gets me in a vulnerable mood too and I feel like I'm almost hanging out with a close friend who's just letting out Whatever he's thinking about, his yeah, darkest thoughts. Yeah, my
1: uh, my Mac Miller selection was therapeutic, uh, bro. Yeah, I used to be big on swimming, but Macadelic for late night drives. Car? Yeah, I didn't include it today because I wanted to come through with some other stuff. But I mean, uh, you know, there's stuff like you know the question, or even you know, uh, just so much good stuff on that track list. I have to revisit it to be able to give you guys better details. But yeah, I agree with you. I think Mac Miller's obviously a great choice for those late night vibes because even even if you're a smoker, like. You know, you're riding out in the whip. It's cool. You know, you're in a different ambiance. You know, and and listening to
0: the, the jet fuel, bro, full blast and the yeah, car speakers. Yeah, it's crazy.
1: Like, it also gets you in a hype mood, too. So, I like your selection, but I'm going to come with something a bit different. And this is going to be Cozy Tapes Volume 2, Too Cozy by ASAP Mob. And um, when I think about driving music, especially at night, you know, I have more of my mellow stuff that I'm going to bring in later into the episode, but this is more of like my hype shit and like more of the stuff that I'm like, okay, I'm in a groove. You know, I'm writing in the night. Uh, it's cool. I'm trying to get to my destination. And what I like about this album is that there's a dark feeling to it, there's a darker tempo to the whole production. Um, content matter is very dark as well. Um, you'll also get all kinds of different aesthetics. Let's say more of a grandiose and more of a, I, I would say, in your face type of production, like Blowing Minds example, or let's say something that has a bit more of a potency to it like Walk on Water or let's say something with the reverb on their vocals like Perrier like I find those types of tracks really cool and at a point when I was working um, at Place Bell and Laval this was the only album I was playing after my shifts like I'd go home it was almost like a 20 minute drive from here from the studio to Place Bell and I would just be like, Okay, let's fucking whip it. Let's see what we actually have going on. And um the song coziest with ASAP 12 and Zach. It's one of the more low-key songs off the album was always in rotation. Uh Feel So Good with ASAP Rocky, Raf, of course. Like that was a mainstay in my nighttime drives in high school. So this is an album that obviously, you know, holds a close place to my heart. And I think it's actually the first time I talk about it in depth on the podcast. yeah so very interesting. Um I,
0: I never listened to that album at night, I feel like, which is super weird to say. Um, I never really gave it that much thought, but I feel like every time I've spun the album has always been in the daytime for some reason.
1: Oh, it's really good, um, man. Yeah, because like it gets you into a certain type of mood, and like it's also an album that keeps you awake. That's another big factor for me while driving at night is like, sometimes you're super tired you're not down to drive at night you know you're going from one destination to another so this is also packed with a lot of energy and there's a good consistency to the tracklist where you'll even have songs like Bahamas or even frat rules or um, something like feel so good I mean fuck this is such a crazy tracklist please shut up it, just incredible stuff from start to finish and I really do think that you could use this on your late night drives yeah. it gets you into a different mood and People often talk about the first Cozy Tapes, but the second Cozy Tapes is arguably better in my opinion. Yeah, I
0: think it is better overall. I mean, maybe it doesn't have the highs of the first Cozy Tapes, bro, or you have songs like Bachelor on there, you have songs like Yamborghini High on there, like, you have some classics, Telephone Calls too, like, I don't know if it really fucks with those, but... Um, yeah, I mean, you have Perrier, you have Blowing Minds, Walk on yeah. Water,
1: you have those legendary, like, let's say, songs for A$AP And you have Mob, a lot of know? those
0: Cardi inclusions, which uh, that was cool to see his flavor you know, link up with the ASAP Mob um, members, too, just because they were so influential in his sound. But it's a great pick. I got to bump that at night. But next up, I have something more low key. It's actually The Fleur Print, Volume 2 by Jazz Cartier. And Jazz oh, Cardi is actually a cool. uh, Canadian artist from Toronto. And, you know, he's kind of like he had a popping time maybe in the late 2010s with songs like Which One, Right Now, Tempted. Um, Dead or Alive. Like he had a lot of bangers. Dead or
1: Alive was major.
0: Yeah, like he had some huge hits, but was never really like known too much for his projects. But they're slept on, bro. And this is a great one. It came out, I believe, in 2020. Let me fact check myself on that.
1: Midst COVID, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. Let's see. I remember Flood that release. Print,
0: volume two. I only last it year, actually. No, last year, bro. Really? Last year. Interesting. February of last year. So it's been about a year since it's been out. And um, I love his ability to croon and be melodic, but also also give you those high octane trap bangers when he wants to and I feel like that's why this album is great for the perfect late night drive playlist just because you're having a lot of songs on here that have a hybrid of a jazzy feel but also a trap feel where you have you know a heavy bounce and bass that keeps you up but then you also have um jazz's Vocals that are more delicate and they kind of caress your ears, and I feel like that's important too when you're just
1: coasting through the night is having something that's kind of relaxing yeah. to listen to. And, and, Cana- and sorry to, to interrupt you, the Canadian boys actually make fantastic night drive music, anything they do, bro. bro. Even, Even Self yeah, Titled is a major one for me as well. So, like what got you into Jazz cards, especially off the back? Because we were in high school, I think, when we figured out what he was trying to do. And uh, he was making major waves, especially in the Canadian it, market. Like It was one was, was, like, it, it of fir- yeah, you
0: first. guys that put me on. Like, someone showed me Tempted, and I'm like, okay, this is fucking heat. And then started bumping a few other of his singles, and it was history from there. But yeah, songs on, like, Time Zone on this album are fucking amazing. Super calm flow, and he's rapping about, excuse me, uh, traveling from L.A. to Toronto, and fighting with his girl while they're in different time zones so you get some interesting concepts too i'm not gonna lie there are a few skips on here um like need love and crazy but it's true but you also get dope collabs with other artists like kyle in the song rock the boat which is Mm. catchy and smooth and you also have buddy on the track list um on the song two of them and uh yeah memorable quotables something that's really going to keep you engaged um for the most part and yeah i definitely recommend songs like cheddar and time zone off of that
1: That's interesting. I'm going to have to add that to my playlist. It's been a minute since I bumped bumped some Jazz Cartier, especially like now in 2023. Yeah. Uh, I'm always trying to find something new for my rotation. So that's a good fucking recommendation. But listen, the next one I'm going to bring in is Too High to Riot by Boz. Oh, nice. um, I've been a big fan of Boz for years now. Um, I was really introduced to Boz, actually, I think when I was 17 years old on Milky Way. That's when I think I really started to figure him out just because Tribe was on FIFA. And I was like, oh, fuck. You know, like I was kind of in my like ignorance sort of like – music listener In no, 2018
0: days. you weren't uh, an ignorant listener. I wouldn't say that. Uh, you, you, you were following
1: like every release. I was following every release but like I would also like I was also kind of like a virgin to the music scene to a certain extent. Like I was never like I was never really deep into it. So like mm. artists that I'm super invested into now like let's say Boz or Earth Gang, I was just starting to get introduced to their music and it was a very exciting time for me. So in 2018 too um, I had just gotten my mom's car you know I uh, I just got my license and um, I was driving her Dodge Grand Caravan like everywhere I would go either if it was let's say to different functions at that time I was working at McDonald's so I would take the car back and forth and Too High to Riot was actually an album I had constantly in rotation and it's been in rotation for like the past 4 years now but this dropped back in 2016 um, highly acclaimed for Boz's career and it's actually the album that probably really pushes career forward especially with songs like Methalone or Dopamine um, even even something like Housewives, the whole contrast of saying, you know, you guys are in the game with all this money, but you guys are still talking like Housewives. I really enjoy that song. Um, even something like Matches with the Hicks or Night Job with J. Cole. Mm. What's cool about this album is that it's a super mellow vibe all the way through. Super bouncy, super wavy. And I like that type of aesthetic for the late night drives because I'm trying to relax too. I'm trying to unwind. So this is kind of a different tempo than the Cozy Tapes vibe just because I use like, let's say, Cozy Tapes for more high octane energy, more of a dark or vibe, whereas of this it's more smoking music it's more yeah. like oh, i'm in the whip you know straight line driving i could just put this on from start to finish and boss is delivering all kinds of super unique flows and cadences that you won't hear from anyone else and what's cool about boss too is that he also gets in really good melodic bags within this album as well so he gets you into these nice melodies where you'll find your head bopping or where you would be like oh cool like how did he do this or that and i feel like there's a lot of substance to this track list as well so i mean you guys are probably familiar with something like dopam- uh, dopamine 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 with cause, but songs like "Housewives" sounds like even miles and miles. Um, Clouds never get old. Night job with J. Cole. Mm. Um, even the performances from the Hicks on here are actually great because he links up with a completely different sound with the Hicks, and they mix in for a really nice aesthetic. So, too high to ride. I
0: think you made the right choice when it comes to Baz's catalog, just because I feel like, like you said, too high to ride is more of that hazy smoking type music that is perfect for the late nights when. You look at something like Milky Way, for example, that's more of a sunny, summertime, exactly. daytime type of album with songs like Boca Raton and Tribe on there. Um, so, yeah, I think, that, I think that's the right choice. I think that's uh, one of, probably one of the best Dreamville albums to uh, to write it's out super to un-
1: Yeah, it's super underrated, too. Like, I'm not even sure if many people are aware of the album that are not, let's say, invested into the Dreamville camp or, let's say, invested into hip-hop music as a whole. So, it's a great fucking listen. You guys will enjoy it. And I think it's also a short listen, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, 12 songs, 37 minutes super optimized, great for any sort of drive. I definitely recommend it.
0: Fire. Okay, next up, I'm going to take it back a few decades, actually, with uh, Out of the Blue by Electric Light Orchestra. And this album dropped in 1977, and it's a nice mix of progressive pop. You have rock and roll in there. You have... Um, Some blends of disco as well And this is a pretty crazy album The best way that I could describe it is that It's kind of this panoramic experience Where they're exploring so much musically You have a lot of orchestral flourishes You have a lot of genre bending Um, And it just feels like this Grand experience of musical discovery Where they're going from one sound to the next And it kind of feels like you're in outer space For the entire listen just because of how futuristic the album sounds, especially in the 70s, like they were pounding down on the arcade since way before Cardi, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they really brought that to the core. And um, I'm sure you, re- you wouldn't recognize songs like Mr. Blue Sky, which is absolutely iconic. I'll play it after for you if you haven't heard it, but that's probably their most well known song. But um, there's so many great songs in here, like Night in the City, which has like this amazing falsetto. Um, you also have songs on here. Um, Like It's Over, which is more of a sad song where where he's rapping about the summer being over, but it's actually a metaphor for his relationship with someone being over. Um, And yeah, I just feel like the mission with this album was to make you feel blissful and happy. Um, And I I just think that because of how much they're exploring, you feel like you're on an adventure when listening to it. And a lot of late, late night drives, I feel like, for myself and other people, come during road trips or come during these big, I would say... Journeys on the road. So this is that perfect album to put you into that sort of headspace. It's super ambitious, like I said. It's uh, it's definitely advanced for its time, and um, yeah, you're getting a lot of just pop symphonies, bro. Like unlike anything you would have ever heard before. So it's pretty interesting to check out if you haven't listened to it yet. Um, so yeah, have you heard any other stuff yet? No, I have. not You haven't? Actually. Okay, like, I gotta and, put like, you on. How
1: long is the tracklist?
0: Tracklist is, I believe, it's a double album that kind of hits the 17 or 18 song mark so probably like an hour 10 minutes something along those lines okay cool um yeah one of the most underrated uh, rock groups for sure shout out to my brother who actually uh, put me on
1: oh that's Um, that's alex's rotation what else is uh, a a lot of
0: a lot of my my recommendations especially when it comes to like the rock genre are going to come from him um he definitely puts me on and there's actually a cool story um behind the song mr blue sky Apparently, um, the inspiration for this that song and the entire album came when the lead singer um, of the group Jeff Lynn, was actually staying at like a lake house that was in the middle of nowhere, and for like two or three weeks he had no creative sparks, bro. Like he was super dry on inspiration, and then one day the sunshine just came beaming into his window and. Within the, within the span of two weeks you wrote the entire album so
1: isn't that incredible crazy. how usually like let's say creativity sparks from everything and let me ask you something else like you know when you're in those types of like late night drives and you're locked into an ambiance, like do you find you're at your most creative or let's say you're in like you're kind of in your muse bro where your fucking creative juices are flowing and you're thinking of your best ideas
0: sometimes because i do feel like i can think more creatively when i'm alone and for a lot of those like late night car drives i am riding solo and like Maybe there'll be a concept within a song that'll spark an idea or a type of sound that'll get my mind working, but... I mean, with my creativity, it's a bit weird, bro. Like, it'll just come at random times. Like, I'll get an idea while I'm fucking taking a dump, bro. Or, like, just in the most <laughs> random times where I'm not even trying. To, if, I, if I force myself to be like, oh, I got to think of a content idea or I got to think of a, yeah, a yeah, some yeah, shit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It, it won't, I it won't come. I, I you know, I know if I mean? I'm
1: saying that to myself that I shouldn't be thinking of content ideas and That's I should probably it. just it, go back to bed. You it, know? It's got to
0: be natural, bro. It's got to just come and. And pull up on you out of nowhere, you know what I mean? I
1: like that. I'm on that same wave where, like, let's say I'm out at night. And I kind of get guilty sometimes because I feel like I don't do too much work, let's say, sometimes when I've just done a full day of work. Like, I kind of get that imposter syndrome thing, you know, towards the end of the day. And, like, usually I just finished a fucking full day of work. I've smoked a J. I'm absolutely burnt. And I'm like... I have to go write material. I have to go write <laughs> yeah. content. But like my eyes are bloodshot. I'm not listening, listening to, to enough music. <laughs> <laughs> and then you put it in perspective, and you're fucking junking close to eighty hours of work a week. And then you're just kind of like, ah, uh, I'm gonna go to bed, and I'll wake up tomorrow and see how I feel. Yeah. And then that, I'm like,
0: that's the thing. I feel like like when you're a creator like that, is that you feel like you're never doing enough. Yeah. There's yeah. always more that could be done.
1: Well, there is always more that could be done for sure. Which is a
0: fact, I know. That that's what kind of fucks was that you're like, you have to have that self-control to be like, okay. This is enough for the day. You know what I I mean? I do though. I do though. So,
1: example for like this morning, I I knew that I had to do a couple of recordings in the afternoon. Had a thumbnail to do. I was gonna finish up on some notes. So like, I just took the morning off. I'm like, fuck it. I want to go smoke a cigar with my dad and just want to go take a walk. And morning cigar, really? Wow. Oh, incredible, incredible. You never have a morning cigar? No. Wow, interesting. It's a very, it's a very nice. It's a heavy way
0: to start off the day, bro. No, I mean like you don't (laughs) you don't wake
1: up out of your bed and fucking light up a Monte Cristo. You know, you're not like you're not lighting up a cigar in the midst of your bed sheets. But I mean, you you put. on your shoes bro you go for a nice walk you know have a couple of espressos mm. and then you're you're on your way man and you just it gives me so much inspiration too. Like I usually just go with my dad talk about hockey. But okay, enough about that. Let's keep going on to other recommendations for late night drives. And like you, I'm gonna throw it back, and I'm gonna throw it back to the '80s. And this is "Invisible Touch" by Genesis. And okay, uh, this was released in 1986. And this is the uh, post-Peter Gabriel era where Phil Collins was officially with the group, and um, he had transitioned from drummer to lead singer. And this kind of feels like a like a Phil Collins solo studio album to a certain extent, just because of how much of a prominent like let's say um act he has on the album and all the way through bro like rock music has always been an inspiration for my driving music you know but like nothing that's ever like too heavier that's really like let's say too jarring you know like, i can't do acd's here metallica at night it's not my vibe that has to either be like right before a sports game or while i'm let's say playing basketball outside it you know but this is really nice because Peter, uh, not Peter Gabriel. Peter Gabriel does have the voice of an angel, but Phil Collins has an incredible fucking voice. Like, this guy is one of my favorite vocalists of all time, right next to Freddie Mercury and even someone like James Brown. Like, I really do high, like, I have him up to that standard. And all the way through, it's absolutely incredible. All the way from the bass lines to the drums, bro, to Phil Collins' beautiful voice and the storytelling and the songwriting throughout all this album. And it's actually their most popular album, Invisible Touch. Um, it's Eight songs 46 minutes that's what's interesting okay, about wow, it is that super long songs super long songs mm. and that's what i like about this album is that when i'm driving at home like sorry like when i'm driving on a late night like i like those longer types of tracks because i don't have to check my phone like i yeah, don't have facts. to i could just be in the car and i could just let something roll through so my favorite songs on this album tonight 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 the second track on the album um it's a bit more of a popular one for genesis but the most popular one that you guys are for sure going to know of is invisible touch which is the intro track then another album that I like is The Brazilian, which is mostly just instrumental all the way through, so it also gives you a nice break towards the end of the track list, and I'm a big fan of Genesis, and Peter Gabriel's actually coming to Montreal, I really want to go see that show, so um, I would definitely suggest it to you guys, especially for my rock fans. Is it similar podcast. to like
0: Phil Collins' uh, solo yeah, catalogue, because I'm more is. familiar with that than I am with any
1: of Genesis's work? So oh, Genesis is fucking
0: incredible, mm. bro.
1: My dad's a huge Genesis fan, my, my, my late Uncle Carl was actually a major Peter Gabriel fan, and he was very mad when Peter Gabriel Ended up moving away from uh, from Genesis, so yeah, I think that it would be a great recommendation. I don't talk about Genesis whatsoever on the podcast. Imagine doing a tier list and just fucking slotting in, <laughs> you know, Peter Gabriel and Phil Collins in there—that would be pretty funny. It's, it's you know?
0: interesting because I feel like with most genres outside of hip hop and. Obviously, you know, there was definitely competition, let's say, for the rock genre in the 70s when you had so many different bands flourishing, um, especially coming out of Britain, trying to cross over to the U.S. market. Um, But I just feel like hip hop has always been the most competitive genre. Like, I don't feel like people have the same types of um, dialogue when it comes to. Um, let's see, uh, at least the, the country genre and and the rock genre and stuff like my, that. Well, actually, for me, it's like with my family, like, there's a lot of rock fans, and it's more about just like individualizing it and appreciating the band for their work and their history and what they've That's done, rather thing. than like comparing and contrasting and having fucking yeah, porn we're just, battles. We're
1: just assholes. We just like let's say take a bunch of albums and always compare and contrast. Yeah. We shouldn't even be doing it. But it's oh, just we fun could? Fun. What's wrong with that? Bro? No, it's fun. I know, it's, but it's, like it's, you It's, could it's always... in the
0: nature of hip hop culture to to kind of be competitive and to be fierce with um
1: yeah with it's that stuff. it's kind of like watching hockey to a certain extent yeah. and that's why I love the genre so much is because that competitive nature and that type of dialogue advances the genre and like a lot of people look from the outside in and be like you guys are just fucking stupid like why <laughs> like stop stop comparing albums bro you know I like, just enjoyed for what it is and like What's interesting is that you said that it doesn't hap- happen often in rock, but in my family, it used to happen a lot, especially on New Year's Day, where let's say I would get my dad in the mix, and everyone used to be downstairs at my auntie Ana's, and like we used to just talk about, oh, who's the better like guitarist? You know, we talk mm. about Angus Young or you know Kirk Hammett from Metallica, and you'd be like, oh, he does this better or he does yeah. this better, or who is a better vocalist? You know, and then there's always this compare and contrast gate, because. All of my cousins came from different eras in music, so, like, example, like, my cousin Mike was really into stuff like Limp Bizkit, for example, or even, like, uh, I'm not sure, like Nirvana, and then for my dad, it was more progressive-type rock, like Rush or Def Leppard, and then for my uncle, he was more into psychedelic rock, like Frank Zappa, or let's say even something like, you know, Pink Floyd, Deep Purple, so it was always nice to see the contrasting point of views on everything, so super cool but anyways give me your next recommendation yeah and
0: uh, before we actually get into the next recommendation we actually want to take a break from the show to show love to drink champs which has always been one of my favorite podcasts to listen to and they actually just joined interval presents so if you guys want to watch some of the best interviews in the hip hop game check it out on the interval presents channel and they also showed us some love which was amazing and bro to be honest with you when you look at like the ASAP Rocky interview or the Kevin Hart one they've really put together some of the most fun and entertaining. Entertaining interviews that I've ever seen Okay give me your top 3 Drink Champs interviews Top 3 I mean I know it's controversial But the Kanye one Of course has to be in there um, I'd go with the uh, The Kevin Hart one and probably the Rocky one. Those are probably my top three. What yeah, about those you? Are
1: for, the Rocky one was super cool because he gave you a bunch of insight on different things. So that was cool. Obviously, the Kanye moment was fire, especially the first one. The first one was fire because like he gave you an insight on like where he's at. and He was just going on an absolute tear. So that was interesting. But another one that I would have to say. Yeah, they did, um, did a
0: great little Wayne the, one that's too. Actually,
1: yeah, the Wayne one was fire too. The because, DMX one, bro, before he had passed. That the was The DMX legendary. one was cool too. That's what I'm saying is that they captured so many like little moments in time that fit so well. For what they were doing. So, shout out to them. They're doing great stuff. And it's actually an honor to get a shout out for them because, like, when we were starting off, too, like, took a bit of inspiration from Drink Chaps. You know, like, they're easy going, easy flowing sort of conversations. And, you know, yeah, those types it's of, just, like, little comedic concept breaks,
0: of, <laughs> like, <laughs> taking shots, bro, and being asked questions and that sort of thing. They just, they really had a formula that uh, was original. What's and, your limit, let's say, if you're th- on
1: Drink Chaps? Because you're getting, like, a bunch of shots fed to you. Like, you could leave there pretty fucked, you know? So, like, Listen, what's bro, your- I'm not
0: going to chug down a, a bottle of tequila like uh, the game did when he was on but um yeah I would have fun there for sure but let's keep on going my next recommendation is actually Black Swan by Smino and mm, what, yeah, what what fire. what an amazing album bro I mean I had to revisit it for the first time in a while and I'm like I was listening to it at night, probably a week ago, and um, what a vibe, bro. I mean, you have this sort of muffled and comp progression to the instrumentals, courtesy of Monte Booker, who I didn't know actually produced pretty much the entirety of that record. Actually, I think
1: Smino's closest collaborator is Monte Booker. Yeah,
0: and just listening to those beats, bro, it feels like you're listening to like waves gently crashing on the shore like it's super peaceful it's super euphoric you have this underwater feeling and it's just perfect for late night drives some of the standouts off of this project to me would have to be amphetamine which is actually the outro track and like you were saying earlier about these long songs really you know, carrying you throughout a ride—that's what amphetamine does for me because it's six minutes, and I feel like I can just get lost into it. Um, there's also a multi-layered aspect to it where you have some beat switches within it too. And I love the keys, I love the bass—they put you in a trance. And also, No Name has an amazing closing verse off of that outro, so that was amazing. Wild, Other great songs:
1: Wild Irish Roses, of That's course, Anita's fantastic Black Swan track number thirteen. Yeah, this is a I was actually I was bumping this yesterday while I was cooking. Yeah. I this is a really you big you saw like the
0: anniversary was yesterday and uh, yeah,
1: I, honestly though I've had I've done this album from start to finish way too many times like you could even go to Noir to be honest with you and play this as a late night drive so I love this recommendation yeah so I, I, I feel
0: like Black Swan is probably uh, after listening to it again and again I think it might be his best project oh it's his best project um, but Love for Rent is cool too but yeah other great songs Netflix and Duce have this off kilter hook and a great performance from yeah, Cimino cool. and that's what really captivates you is just like his super erratic flow and cadences that are totally different than what anyone else is doing in the game. And his voice might be rough around the edges sometimes, but it's always sleek. His cadences are always original. Um, And I just feel like he's always kind of working through some kind of dilemma. He's always in this contemplative state but his voice is just so soothing, bro. Yeah, and so he also—he has
1: those soothing cadences too. But then he gets into like his deeper voice, like example, like on the second part of "Amphetamine," he's actually rapping his verses and like he's using his deeper voice, and it sounds so good for the context of the track. So, I'm um, shout out to SmiNo, dude. This album is fucking some crazy. some of the best
0: alternative R and B um, to come out.
1: Even the hip hop, even the, the hip hop stuff yeah, is even great. Even the hip hop stuff on the album is great. Like if you think about 2017, there was really no one releasing music like this, and even in the fucking context of 2023 six years later you still don't hear these types of sounds from anyone and it's going to be hard to top something like black swan i'm gonna be honest with you it's a really phenomenal project but let me keep going with this all right and i'm gonna bring in a super low-key draw for today and this is actually going to be um honey bloom by choker and this was actually recommended to me by emilio um in the discord show shout out to you bro shout out to the whole community you guys are always putting me on to crazy music and today i actually added everyone i'm like Guys, fucking send me late night drive tunes. Anything you guys bump, and obviously you get the classics like a Dark Lane demo tapes, bro. The amount amazing of amazing for late <laughs> <night> <laughs> the, the amount of Dark Lane demo tapes, Rex. I got in the Discord today was absolutely incredible stuff. Like, um, Chicago Freestyle, bro. Even something like Desires. Like, you could go through that whole not album you
0: too, bro. Oh my goodness, incredible um, Travis. Even even Take Care. Like Drake really knows when he's making. He's that. actually
1: probably the best late night like drive artist that you could possibly one of, get, for sure. One of um, even so far gone. Fits that, vibe that perfectly, it, it, bro. No, it does, but I didn't want to come here and recommend you guys drink. That's why. You know? like, that's it, why it, it's yeah. a bit cheesy. So, um, I saw what Emilio had actually dropped into the Discord, and I'm like fuck okay i gotta record in like an hour but let me see if i could get a in on this you know and then i'm like well it's fucking 12 p.m how am i gonna put myself in the context of late night drive but <laughs> once i actually went through the album i'm like oh this is perfect i'm gonna try this You're out are bro yeah <laughs> you haven't, oh, I have you to, haven't bumped I, it at I, night <laughs> i haven't bumped it at night but i have to recommend it it's it's fucking know, crazy I'm fucking with you like i so. have to recommend good music that you guys probably wouldn't be on and like i'm gonna be trying this out at night so you guys try it too let me know how you fuck with it and it is honey bloom by choker and um, Choker is actually a Michigan artist that hasn't dropped a studio album since 2018 which is really interesting and um done a bunch of you know let's say complex features and you know high magazine features as well and he has like that Frank Ocean aura to him, almost I'm not comparing him to Frank Ocean what I'm saying is that he has like that soothing but yet mysterious energy to his music where you don't necessarily know where you fall within the track list and he uses reverb on a lot of different tracks which is actually really nice for late night drives for example mm. on something like Screwwave or even Gusher you also have tracks on there that are only like a minute 30 that you know are able to place in within your track list something like Juno is his most popular song which was really good and I got in a solid two listens and honestly it's been a stay in my rotation for the past two hours so <laughs> I had to if, if, I, if, if that means I, anything bro if that, that's like if the that ultimate that
0: shelf life test <laughs> Two hours with an album <laughs> Two hours with the
1: album <laughs> Because often like You know the, I, I taught Because I wanted to come onto the podcast And I wanted to kind of Throw a curveball like, You know Because yeah. I could have Brought in the Darkling Demo tapes Or brought in Like fucking To pimp a butterfly Or entitled the master I'm actually you-
0: about to Bring in a mainstream artist I'm yeah. all worried. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care I'm but, do <laughs> No and you
1: can But what I'm seeing Is that when I got recommended this, I was actually like, "Oh, this is fucking solid. It actually put me on the choker to where now I want to get more invested into his music. So yeah, you'll also find these beautiful nocturnal vibes throughout the whole project, beautiful mm. bass lines all throughout as well. Um, great storytelling as well. And like, he kind of falls within the pop lane, but you'll hear elements of let's say rap in here. You'll also hear elements of R and B. So it's soothing. It's really nice for a late night drive. I have yet to try it, but I will tonight. So you guys let me know how you fuck.
0: All cool. right. Interesting. Um, Next up, It's a Kanye West song. It's 5:30 by Kanye West. Oh, interesting! um, I've never wanted a Kanye West song to come out so badly. Um, But when it comes to Kanye right now, I mean, I'm still gonna listen to him for the art. I mean, in terms of him as an individual, I'm praying for him. I hope he gets the help he needs. But that's not gonna stop me from consuming the music. If I'm gonna be totally honest with you guys, Um, so this song was actually a leak from Don the Two, and the reason why, like, I brought this in, usually we don't talk often about leaks, but. Most of the Don, the 2 cuts, I don't think they're going to see the, l- the light of day just because the way that Ye works, if you're a fan of his, you know this, he moves on quickly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If he's going to drop something or have a it leak, it's very rare, unless you're getting a hurricane situation where he actually goes back and touches it up. It is
1: those but rare instances. It yeah, doesn't happen
0: sure. all that often. And um, yeah, when it comes to this, if you guys do want to check it out, it's not on streaming, but you just have to go on YouTube and write 530 Kanye West and... Um, the first two minutes here are fucking beautiful. Once you pass that two-minute mark, you have Ye mumbling and um, kind of going on a rant, being like, well, if you don't love Ye, go listen to Drake. If you don't love me, go listen to Moneybag Yo. Like, he's just mentioning other rappers that people could check out if they're not fucking with his music. Um, So it's clearly a demo. It was still in the demo stages, but that first two minutes is really um, enthralling, without a doubt. And I just love the fact that on this song, Kanye is working through the pain, by going through a sample flip, bro. Like, it just feels like that's always the formula and and it works yet again. And it's a beautiful vocal sample from this elegant-sounding woman. And you have Ye just sounding as poetic as ever, um, really giving you one of those emotional yet super well-written songs, kind of a la a St. Pablo, for instance. Mm, And um, the quotables on here like, if you fall in love with a demon or a diva, pray your soulmate got a soul when you meet her. Like, that's, that's, like, the soul food from Ye that I miss, bro, that I was getting back in 04. And I feel like that song really brought me back to an old Ye feeling. And um, he's rapping about, like, you know, relationship issue issues with his girl and how it's 5.30 a.m. and the car's missing. He's not getting any texts sent back. And, um, you know, he's definitely in a nighttime mode when making the song at least it appears so i think it's, it's perfect for that vibe and i feel like a lot of people go on like these late night car drives and are often thinking about let's say their girl troubles or their relationship issues it's kind of a time to kind of you know charge up and kind of have all those
1: thoughts appear so um this definitely fits that vibe for sure Kanye needs to release some music. You think I'm so? Down. I'm down, bro. I'm being honest with you. It's been, <sighs> it's gonna be two years.
0: Well, Jay Electronica just tweeted. I don't know if you saw. He's like, Ye's next move is gonna is gonna make everyone buzz. That's, I, I, that's what he I was don't saying. doubt
1: it. I don't doubt it. I'm fucking down. I'm really down for some <sighs> new Kanye. I, I'm music. down,
0: but like, he's got to apologize, bro. He's really gotta like. In my opinion, get, get like his act in order for certain things.
1: Yeah, he has to get his act together for certain things, but you know you're gonna get delivered like quality I, music yeah. though, for sure. I, like, I, I, can't hope, deny- I yeah. hope it's not Dawn of the Two level, but besides- no, but the Dawn of the Two stuff felt rushed. Yeah, it felt it was. very like felt very promo ish. You know, it didn't feel right, and thankfully, fucking thankfully, he did not release that officially in his discography. Yeah. thankfully,
0: that was a blessing. <laughs> uh, it's
1: it's beautiful, you know, because there's literally like that would have been a major fucking shit yeah, stain on the. We just erase
0: other way. that, bro, and just. Let and and people were of-
1: defending it. I remember people were like, oh, this is fucking crazy. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. Kanye, another 10, you know? Oh, my God. This guy's a <laughs> fucking genius. Dude, come on. You know, listen to these songs. You really try to get, get that, to, bro. Yeah, I try to get into it, really. Like, I understand. I'm, I'm a Kanye West fan. I really do enjoy his music. But when the quality is lacking, the quality is lacking. And even the way he rolled it out, man, like make everyone have to fucking buy a two hundred dollar mini speaker to bump the album. Like, hey, we did it. <laughs> I know, but like it doesn't. I know, and it, I- it's just it just it shows the loyalty of his fan base. But like, I didn't fuck with what he did there. You know, it's kind of like he kind of abused it to a certain extent, and I really didn't enjoy that. I yeah, know, like, you I know.
0: know. It was just it was one of those like exclusive types of things. Like it's when an artist kind of has a limited edition of an album where it's not on streaming, but they're selling it for a thousand dollars. Per vinyl, you know what I mean? So, yeah, but at
1: least like you're getting like that crazy fucking beautiful hard copy in the. Some RBI. people would argue
0: that 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 device is beautiful. Not me, you know what I mean. Listen,
1: but- I don't think anyone fucked with the stem player to be <laughs> honest with you. Na- name me a couple of people that would go out and buy a stem. I don't player. know the ones
0: no. that bought it, bro. They're the people that have been posting it up on well, Twitter. I don't well, fucking know.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, it was cool to be able to play the stems, but I mean. How it was, much, it, it, how, it was, it was a toy
0: more than anything else, you know?
1: Yeah, it's kind of like a fucking Rubik's Cube. Yeah. You know? How many times are you going to do the Rubik's Cube until you want to just fucking whip it out your window, you know? But listen, for let sure. me go on to another project. And this is actually Californication by Red Hot Chili Peppers. And we had an incredible moment with this album, actually, when we were in California driving late at night, sunset um, over Los Angeles. And it was kind of poetic because it was the end of the trip. Yeah. And uh, we were playing Californication. But this has been a favorite album of mine for years. My father showed this to me in the 20s. 2010s I mean this album came out in what I think it was 1999 yeah right before um the whole uh, the whole century ended so incredible stuff from start to finish you guys can have absolute classics on here like Scar Tissue, Other Side, Californication, um, Get On Top, um, The Velvet Glove like there's just so many great songs within here and everyone's performance throughout this album is absolutely incredible and they bring an edge to their music because I was actually just watching um, the Woodstock 99 uh, documentary. Ever watched that documentary? I haven't seen it. I heard it's crazy though. It's fucking crazy because like they'll take you, it's three episodes and every single episode follows a day. So, the start, like the start of the documentary gives you context of Woodstock in the 60s and then after that it starts off on the Friday and then they go to the Saturday and then they go to the Sunday.
0: And how and many be- interviews do they show in there with artists? Oh,
1: it's it's not really interview okay, based. Okay like, it's, it, it's found footage more? Mm. It's found footage but you do hear let's say like Biscuit was in the interviews. Um, um, Adity Kiedis was actually getting interviewed as well for Med Hot Chili Peppers and you're in the setting of Woodstock 99 and just how fucking vile it was and how disgusting everything was. <laughs> like bro like it got to the point where they had no more clean water for anyone within the campsite and there's 150,000 people on that Sunday that are in their own feces. Like, it's really that fuck. Like, yeah. the, it, because they had the porta-potties but... They cut a budget. Okay, this was the context behind Woodstock, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna flip this back to California and Red Hot Chili Peppers. So basically, for the entirety of the festival, they booked the biggest acts within uh, within music. You had biscuit there at the time. You had the Red Hot Chili Peppers there. Um, you had James Brown. Like there was a lot of DMX was there DMX as well. Was there, yeah. That legendary performance, and they're explaining, yeah, we did all this. The marketing was grandiose. But it didn't put money into a couple of things, the user experience. So, like, bro, there was no sanitary crew, bro. Like, they there was no one picking up any garbage, bro, throughout the whole festival, and. I, at the Friday there was a count I think of a 230,000 people which is the population of a mid-sized city. Mm-hmm. So think about that in like an airbase field. Not only that but they didn't like bro they were charging people 4 to 5 dollars back then for water bottles. Bro. That's so fun. they had to cut so many costs because of the acts that they were bringing in and like how much money that they were trying to make that it completely ruined everything and basically there was this rumor of someone massive performing at the end of the at the end of the festival that um, was supposed to be off the headliners but like there was rumors of it oh was it going to be Michael Jackson oh was it going to be this was it going to be that was it going to be Prince you know and then Cat, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers was the last act of that week and then bro no one showed up after the Red Hot Chili Peppers and people were fucking rioting bro <laughs> dude there was explosions like people were li- like there was lined up like 18 wheelers that people would take like lighter fluid and just fucking whip it on the trucks and fucking make everything explode This is how stupid they were about organizing the festival. They took away all water and, like, everything flammable from people. You couldn't bring anything into the festival besides, like, your clothes and, like, camping shit, bro. They gave everyone at the end of this festival candles, bro, for a peaceful lighting, bro. Think about giving 150,000 people that are hungover tired upset at the user experience fucking candles bro it went up in flames no <laughs> like, bro <laughs> th- there was like broadcasting towers in the middle of the crowds that got ripped apart people that were working there felt like they felt like an apocalypse it's like sad, people p- were
0: people lost their lives i'm pretty sure right That at the festival uh, like, there was a lot of vile shit that went fucked, it bro. was a it was yeah. a
1: crazy fucking experience and it was a disastrous fucking mm. thing and i I'm shit not- show uh, literally, sure. bro, because people were literally rolling in their own yeah, feces. Literally a shit show. So uh, going back to the Red Hot Chili Peppers, I think this is fantastic for your late night drives just because you're going to get these fantastic smooth and somber uh, guitar strings while still getting those more high octane tracks on the on the album. So definitely something for your rotations. Baloo, anything else? What Next got? up, I
0: got another single. Now I'm into the singles mode. I got uh, Silent Ride by Westside Boogie. Oh, Off of 2019's Everything's for Sale. And this is literally like the epitome of a perfect late night drive because he's like harmonizing and singing and rapping all throughout this song so you're getting a really dynamic performance while at the same time you know the lyrics are about him literally going on a silent ride home to collect his thoughts and to kind of You know, put himself into a peaceful zone. So it's definitely something that's easy to connect to, super relatable as well. And you're getting these really raw and raspy sounding vocals that um, I would say evoke his sadness. So the emotion that he's pouring out throughout the song is fantastic. Um, And yeah, I just, I I like, I love that idea of him using that late night drive to just clear his head because that's something Mm -hmm. that I can relate to and something that I've done on so many occasions. And um, yeah, so this is a great one if you guys want. Um, Silent Ride another one is LOL Shaking My Head off of the same album Everything's For Sale I'm not a big um, fan of that song I'm gonna be honest I love you. that song LOL Shaking e- even the part 2 on, the, on his newest the album pa- the, the part 2 fire is, bro uh,
1: oh sorry the, the part 2 I mean I'm not a fan of the part 2 oh, okay. the original one is good but like the whole like LOL SMH like sort of writing within the second part kind of it's the melodies me off. bro it's the it, melodies It is. It is. West Side, West Side Boogie has fantastic melodies so I definitely think you could get into it but I'm yeah. not leaving this fucking episode without some Drake recommendations so you have to go into uh, the Drake bag yeah yeah, Let's no, I, it's it, bro, it's late night drives. How you have
0: to, f- yeah. Honestly, it's kind of essential, even though we've spoken about, like, Darkling demo tapes and the So Far Gone so many times, like, it is some of the best late night drive music, bro, I can't
1: argue it. Uh, but listen, I think Drake's best late night drive song, and I think it is absolutely undisputed, and I would take this over any other Drake song, is Days in the East. I think that when you're in your car and you put on Days in the East full blast, mm. bro, and that just... that. Thumping bass bro comes in and almost feels like a heartbeat bro and he's going through like the whole thing of him talking to his girl and him kind of being in this stuck relationship where they're not communicating as much and then he meets up with Erica Badu and like she explains him what love really means and even paying homage to Chubbs and you know talking about Toronto as a whole. It's this incredible reflective mind state from Drake that I love to see but packed into this super emotional song that is easily like in my top 10 Drake songs like my top 10 favorites and I know Party Next door did it originally, but I do think that this is the better version but party's version is incredible as well if you guys want to go check it out and it just it has like this dark nocturnal vibe so top to it. 10
0: Drake eh Top ten Drake.
1: Oh leads, no, uh, I would give no, it. To I don't bro. think it's, so, bro. it's easily one of his best performances ever. Okay, I do like so. is it his
0: best? Let's say um, R and B performance. Let's say because obviously he's rapping and he's singing throughout the song. But like,
1: I but it's. Because I know what you're gonna come here and fucking say. And you're doing this at a shali the other night. Like you're gonna say, "Oh, jungles better." Oh, yeah. But I, I can't feel like, no feel no ways is a,
0: is a better song. Uh, to no, me feel as well. no ways
1: is not a better song than Days in the yeah, East. I'll, but I'll I think take it over that. Uh, but what Days in the East accomplishes for me is like that perfect middle point of like I'm not knowing if Drake is singing or if he's rapping. I, like, I feel, uh, no,
0: I, I disagree. I feel like you kind of know it's separated within the verses. But he
1: because he gets more intense with it as he gets a bit more yeah. tense as as the song progresses. But even the outro, bro, where like he starts rapping with like this. Quick little tiny flow at the end. Um, it's always been a crazy song for me to play in the car at night. And I think it makes almost every single car ride I'm in. Bro. I
0: still feel like songs like Deep Pockets or songs like Landed or songs um like Desires are better. Drake Lane night songs for me. Like anything off of Dark Lane, bro, is fucking amazing, bro, <laughs> for that for that nighttime vibe. <laughs> I'm not saying those songs are better. I'm saying for that vibe and setting. I feel every like every time they are I better.
1: talk to you, you always disrespect days in the east. You have to find some. I- I way to I love days other- in the east, bro. Nah, I'm not sure. if That's you one do of it. my
0: favorites off of Care Package. Come on, bro. <laughs> off of
1: Care Package. Uh- but anyway, but, uh, <laughs> by the way, I actually I had a great uh, experience with Dam the other night when I was driving to the casino. Uh, I bumped Dam on the way to the casino. It was super late at night. Just I was bumping our- uh, from
0: King to a God that that same night. On oh, the way there. that's
1: cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I wanted to put in that because like you want to talk about some crazy fucking head music that gets you in your zone. Put that on, bro. Like, songs like Feel and Pride at Night, incredible Let shit. me ask
0: you this. When I mean, you're going through them, like, will you skip over the humbles and the DNAs or you'll just let them play out? Like, No, I skip over them. You skip over them. Not, and that's not understandable. D-
1: uh, uh, not DNA, though. Okay, I'll just never, uh, just humble, you'll skip? I've just heard it way too many times. Mm. And, like, it's not a bad song whatsoever. The rapping, not. But like, I, in it's the context, been overplayed as fuck. Bro. It has been overplayed as fuck. Like, uh... What about Loyalty? No, Loyalty's hard, bro. Okay. I fuck with Still Loyalty. Still overplayed. Uh, I fuck with love on there. I really oh, love le- is great yeah. I, 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 I really do enjoy every single track on that album. I think that it's near flawless and I had a great experience with that as well. but we wrap it up man what are you saying? A few bro? more
0: songs bro? a few more songs from me. I'll go quickly through them though. Um, maybe I'll, I'll speak more about them in depth in other episodes. but love by Kid Cudi, bro, that Soundcloud gem that he ended up releasing only on streaming um, a year ago. Any kid cutting music, bro. It's great well, for late night say, drives. I was
1: thinking about bringing in Mr. Rager actually from uh, Man in the Moon too. That's one of my favorite songs. Um, I know. Yeah, you
0: know what? I'll save some of these for other episodes because they are fucking great. Okay, uh, to tell
1: me this though, what episodes are you trying to save them for? Just so we can give people some hints. You know, you um, gonna- what would you? I-,
0: I would say like a lot of up and coming guys. A, lo- a lot of up and coming rappers. Oh, that's cool. Made that's out cool. the rest cool. of my list for sure. But someone else, like anything by Frank Ocean. Literally anything by Frank. <laughs> yeah, bro. Choose-, choose any
1: Frankie. Yeah. You could choose anything from Frankie, but what's your favorite Frank Ocean card, uh, a song to play in the car at to night? Playing play
0: in the car. Um,
1: I would maybe have to go with Godspeed. I'd probably go with that. That's an incredible you? choice. White Ferrari. Yeah. Even Pyramids, for sure. Maybe that would be in rotation as well. But guys... Um, I hope you guys enjoy the video, uh, not the video. Sorry, the audio podcast. I'm used to saying that because of the YouTube, but it's always interesting doing these types of episodes because it's more laid back. We get to bring in our music recs, and uh, obviously, you guys are going to see some Frank Ocean and Drake in this rec stuff. But I hope you guys enjoy the albums that you did not know about. Shout out to everyone that's been listening to these audio podcasts. They're a blast to do, and um, we're doing them every single Tuesday. So much love to you guys. And by the way, if you're listening to this but you haven't followed or subscribed to you know the Apple podcast or Spotify page, please do so. You guys can also <laughs> leave
0: us a. Re- review that would be super generous that would uh, be generous as well yeah it would mean the world to us so guys as, as Ant was saying thank you so much for all the continued love and support and we'll catch you next Tuesday